Welcome to the I Heart My Life show with success coach Emily Williams. Tune in daily to learn how to design a life you love, create more success and wealth, move past fear and blocks, and bring more joy into your life and business. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. And today we have Mariah Cause, who has become one of my newest friends and fast friends. She's absolutely incredible. Mariah has helped hundreds of people in all different unique niches launch wildly successful online courses and businesses about everything from hair extensions to tarot readings to gardening. She's obsessed with course curriculum design, implementing innovative launch strategies, and showing you that it's totally possible to make a living teaching what you love in an online course. And I can definitely testify to Mariah's brilliance. She's helped me so much just in the past few months. So I'm just so grateful to have you here, Mariah. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. And same thing. I just feel like so much gratitude to be your friend. And I'm so glad that we have connected and just become closer in the last few weeks and the last few months. It's been awesome getting to know you and I'm just so excited to be here. So thank you. Yes. My audience is in for a treat. And I think I just want to point that out. I didn't plan on starting here, but I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, it can feel really lonely. And I know like this year has been a whirlwind for you already. Same for us. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening half the time. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so amazing to not feel alone in all of the craziness. Yeah, it's cr- like, I don't know if people realize, but like, I feel like every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm like, I got to talk to Emily. I got something I got to ask Emily about. <laughs> or like, Emily will know the answer. Or like, she'll have some encouragement for me. Like, it's it's been really powerful. That And it's rare to find that those people in your life. So when you do find them, hold on to them. <laughs> when yeah, you find we've them, never even met can really person. share. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, when you find someone you can really share things with that are the ups and the downs that you're going through, you know, in your business, it's it's really rare and amazing. So it's definitely worth it to go out and find those people. And it can take a long time, but once you find them, it makes a huge difference. Totally. So we'll definitely get into that in a second. Um, I'd love for you to start with your story because I actually researched you a little bit a few weeks ago and saw a presentation that you did where you shared a little bit about your story back in the day and some of the first businesses that you started. So I'd love for you (laughs) to take us on that journey. What's led you to here? Yeah, I feel like it's like a long and winding road. (laughs) So it's not a clear, (laughs) not a clear path, not a straight path. I've always wanted to do my own thing. Um, so I've tried, oh my gosh, I've had definitely an interesting life where, um, I've lived in, um, campers. So I like used to buy and renovate vintage campers. That was actually like one of my first businesses. And I can talk a little bit about that and how it inspired me to do the business that we mostly focus on now. Um, but man, I've, I used to tour in a punk band. I used to um, live in like a punk house, like a commune (laughs) with like 14 other people. (laughs) Um, And so I've had definitely an interesting life, a very non-traditional kind of path that's brought me here. And I was always um, 
I never, never liked the rules, never, <laughs> never liked following direction, um, which is good because I was, I always went to very like progressive and kind of experimental schools uh, my whole life. So, which is really where my like love of curriculum design and creating a sort of like curriculum of life for yourself um, really kind of came since I was a little kid because I was going to these kind of progressive, uh, non-traditional schools where as a student, it was my responsibility to design my own curriculum about a topic I was passionate about. And I've been doing that since I was like six years old. <laughs> so wow. really having, yeah, really having that freedom at a really young age, but also having the, um, that experience. I just like, once you go into, I actually did try to go to college. Um, it was a, it was still a very progressive college where it was like, create your own curriculum. There was no classes, but I still found it to be too structured for me. Um, so I ended up leaving college and kind of putting together my own curriculum of life. I was like, Hey, I'm just gonna, if I like go to these events and workshops, if I, you know, read these books, if I set, set intentions for myself, I'm highly self-directed and self-motivated. I don't need any accountability. Yeah. I don't need anyone telling me, me what to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like don't need that, which I know a lot of people like they need, they're like, Oh, how would you do that? But I'm just like, I don't need someone to give me a path. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like I'm hard enough on myself. Like I don't need someone else like yeah. telling me, you know, do this or you could have done better right. or whatever. I don't like right. it. I don't take it well. <laughs> right. Like if someone, um, if someone would like tell me like any goal I would set for myself would be so much bigger than what someone a mentor yes. or something. I mean, now, now we have a mentor who's yeah. awesome, but like someone, you know, I didn't need someone else like helping me like make baby steps or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I ended up kind of doing my own thing, designing my own just curriculum. And it was all around, um, this is going to sound strange, but it was all around renovating vintage campers to be like off the grid and using all like sustainable materials and like solar panels and rainwater collection and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we need to break that down. Where did that even come from? Where did that idea stem from? Um, so that's a great question. And it does definitely get into just kind of like my background in terms of creating a life better than your dreams. Um, so like I said, in the past, I had lived in communes and punk houses where, you know, we share everything. I lived in a closet under the stairs for a long time. Um, and so I never really had my own space. And I also didn't really have a lot of like independence, I guess. Like I was in an independent person, but I was always in the community where it was like, we like all of our food came from dumpster diving and like we, everyone was depending on each other to like make it work and to like steal toilet paper and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so it was definitely like, um, I, I knew that I, that I wanted my own space and something to call my own. But at that time, the, the best thing I could have imagined for my life was that I could get an old shitty camper, like a little tiny 12 foot long trailer. And that like, that would be my independence. That would be my, um, my private space, my own space, feel a safe space for myself, um, which I had never really had. And so I just felt like that was my ultimate dream would be like, if I can make like $800 a month, I can live in a camper and that would be my like ultimate life goal. That was like the biggest thing. So then I started 
putting try started to make that dream a reality. I was like, what do I have to do to learn how to renovate a camper? <laughs> what do I have to do to learn how to get cuz and I was so che- you know, I'm so cheap. I'm still so cheap, but I was like, well, I'm not paying for electricity or water. So I was like, I'm going to have to figure out how to put the solar panels on. So then I got like a certification in like solar panel installation and like I was just everything was just in pursuit of this goal of like if I can get my camper to the point where I can live in it comfortably and where it can be off the grid that I never have to depend on anyone else. (laughs) Um, And so I just had this intense like need to do that. (laughs) And why didn't you want to depend on anyone else? Um, I just have, I definitely have, I guess that's just like, you know, history or background or whatever, just feeling like that strong sense of like, I never want to depend on a boyfriend or another or a man or like someone else. I never want to depend on someone else. And I never really wanted to be a burden to other people. But I also knew I know that like everything has a cost. And so being dependent um, financially on someone else or for anything, I just knew that it gives them leverage over you. So I never, I was like my whole life, I was like, gotta make sure that never is the case. No one can ever have, you know, no, I never want to be dependent on someone else for anything, any of my needs. Um, probably, you know, just general fucked upness, I guess. But, (laughs) but then, then, um, so I was doing all these things to, to get, and after saying all that, I do have an amazing partner in life. Um, my boyfriend, we've been together for nine years and, um, he actually helped me get the first camper that I got and he helped me pick it up. It was like the first time we like hung out just the two of us. And I was like, Hey, I need to go pick up this trailer that I found for free on Craigslist. (laughs) Uh, can you help me? (laughs) And then we brought the camper, um, uh, back and towed it back. And this is literally like the beginning of our relationship. And we were not even really dating yet. And then I got it back to my parents driveway. And I was like, what am I what am I going to do with this camper? Like, how am I going to figure out how to renovate it? And he was like, okay, like, I'll show you how to use the power tools. <laughs> so and then of course, we've been together ever since um, wow. doing these and you things. met in the commune. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, our bands. Um, so like I said, I was in, I started a punk band when I was like 13 years old and we would tour the country and, um, play a lot of shows and stuff. So that's our bands would play together too. But yeah, the, the commune that I lived in had like always had, there was like a band coming through and playing in the house like every single day. Um, so yeah, it was definitely wow. one of those kinds of places. <laughs> and before we go on with the story, cause this is a really amazing story, but what did your parents think about all of this? Um, I think they just knew that they didn't have much of a say in anything that I was doing in my life. Cause like, I'm just like a fucking, um, I will often get criticized for steamrolling. That's like definitely a big thing that comes up in my relationships in the past and in the present is like, you can't just, you can't just will things to be your way. And I just never understood why that couldn't be the case. And I know you're the same. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why. like they would be like, I don't know. People would be like, oh, well, you can't just like will something to be your reality. I'm like, I don't understand why not. (laughs) What if I just tried, though? So. So, yeah. So I would just kind of they didn't really have whatever opinion they had about it. They were I think they just knew like, well, we're not going to be able to stop her. Right. I love that. Um, And so you were able to renovate your camper. And from there, what happened? 
Yeah, so I started renovating this camper that I, my intention was to live in it. Um, and then I started a blog about it and just started as a little blog, didn't have any intentions. Everything kind of has happened really organically and started a blog about it and was like, started getting some attention, started getting asked to um, teach at events and workshops that people were hosting. So like schools would ask me to come and do a presentation on like, sustainable design or sustainable renovation techniques or stuff, stuff like that. And there's definitely a big intersection of like the vintage campers, the, you know, sustainability, eco-friendly kind of stuff. But then, um, at that time there was also the trend of tiny houses was starting to like take hold. And so we kind of fit into that world too, where it just was really good timing. I think that we were talking about renovating a camper and, you know, we started getting asked to speak at like tiny house events or workshops where people were building them. Um, we started getting asked to speak at schools or conferences for the RV industry um, and all these different just events. And so I started this little blog. We started just going around, you know, teaching workshops and stuff like that. Uh, depend, you know, Depending on the event, it could be like 20 people or like 300 people that we would be presenting to. Um, and, you know, my boyfriend would come with me. And then I'm trying to think, it's hard for me to keep things in chronological order sometimes because I just see everything at the same time. <laughs> um, but then eventually we were like doing so many of these in-person events and I'd really def I'd definitely gotten the curriculum down of like, I'm giving these same presentations time and time again. I'm answering the same questions again and again. I'm, you know every I'm just continue I'm just repeating myself again and again yeah. and I wonder and then the with the blog it like already existed and I was like I wonder if I could like create a digital product around this and the only reason I even knew what that was like this was so long ago I don't even how many years ago is this more than more than five years ago for sure like this is a long time ago <laughs> and <laughs> courses were not really a thing like they weren't as big of a thing but I remember reading the four-hour work week um, and talking just that idea of like there, what if it was a digital product that could be delivered multiple times? And I think I thought about making an ebook, but that didn't really make sense for my background because I had so much experience with curriculum design and I had been teaching in person for so long and I had been, you know, creating my own curriculum for my whole life. And it just made sense to me to create it as a course, even though at that time, online courses were not what they are now. It just right. made sense for me to present information in that format. Um, and so we created like a really, really simple, you know, uh, online course about live, getting ready to renovate and live in your camper. Um, very, very niche. <laughs> and it really took off and we ended up turning that into a successful business. But what happened? So we ended up turning that into a business that was earning like six figures a year, which is crazy, um, for, for something that's so unique and not, it wasn't our intention. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't my goal. I never thought that it would do that. I just kept putting one foot in front of the other and it just happened. Um, but what happened was a bunch of people in the RV and tiny house and, you know, different industry, like, uh, sustainable building materials, like in that kind of space that we were hanging out in, they came to me for, you know, consulting on creating their courses too. So they saw what I did and then I would consult with them and help them create their courses. So I helped a bunch of people 
in that industry or in those kind of intersection of industries create their first online courses and they became successful. And then more, they would tell people that they knew, oh, you got to talk to Mariah about this. And so it kind of became this whole thing where it's like, now I'm just talking to people about this all the time <laughs> about, about how I'm running this business because everything I was doing, I never took. So probably a lot of people are familiar with like online business, start your online business type courses. I never took any, anyone else's course. I never took anyone else's program. I didn't have any guidance. Everything I did was just like guts and instinct. And, but that's why the way I was doing things was very unique. So I think people were coming to me saying, oh, well, this is a different approach because it's all self-taught. It's not from someone else's program or something. So I see a lot of really successful entrepreneurs say that because, I mean, even Sarah Blakely has mentioned that, mentioned that many times she didn't get a business degree. She was, no one had done what she's doing. So it was all based on instinct. And sometimes that's like the best recipe for success. I think it is like, I think if you can like not let other like if you really sat with yourself and didn't let other external influences um it's the same way I learned how to play guitar like everything I always tell people I'm like everything about being in a touring punk band is like the exact all the same skills that you need to run an online business that's like how I learned how to like wow organize it's the same yeah. it's literally the same because it's like I was running a band you know which is like scheduling things and doing the logistics of making sure all of our shows were lined up and and building relationships with other bands so that you can play in front of their audience when you get there. Ah. Like joint venture webinars are just, is just yeah. opening for, for a bigger band than you. <laughs> so um, interesting. I love that. And so yeah. you started to be approached to help other people build courses and then that developed into what? Yeah. So then I created um, a separate company just to focus on that stuff um, because it was so different and it wasn't really related to the camper stuff, but I was helping a lot of people in different industries and I was really committed. um, We now work with people and I was always committed to working with people in unique niches. So it's the most effective thing is when we can work with, with people who their online course is like the first online course in their industry, the same way that mine was. So we know that there's big opportunities out there in smaller, more obscure industries. And those are really our people. Those are the people I talk to. That's my audience. Those are the people that I work with. And so we weren't just writing marketing stuff for other marketers. And we never were. We were just like, hey, I specifically know how to do this. If you're in a really small niche with like, a B2C customer base. That's really my sweet spot. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I ended up starting a separate company, um, MariahCause.com. And then from there started teaching all the stuff I was implementing in the other companies. So it's kind of like being like, here's, here's what I, I'm running this other company. And then over here, I'm writing about it and talking about it and consulting about it. And eventually that consulting on people to help other people create their courses turned into programs and, you know, other courses about things like webinars and email marketing and online course design and launching and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely evolved over time, but I think, Um, you know, something that makes it unique, which is so unfortunate about this industry now is that a lot of people don't have any of that background where they had a business, maybe they had a brick, you know, a brick and mortar business or an e-commerce business before they start teaching business. And so it's always important for me to just like kind of share that I was doing it for so long 
and helping other people do it way before I, you know, way before I became someone right. who now teaches other people. Yeah, I love that. So I just want to pause here for one second and take a quick break. But I want to pull out some of the things you said um, in your story that I think are really important for all the I Heart My Lifers listening to hear. So first of all, it's that instinct and that intuition. And it sounds like you really followed what you were interested in, like following that feeling of what was really exciting to you, what you loved, and you just kept like following the breadcrumbs. And it eventually led you to where you are now, which we'll talk about in just a second. Do you want to learn how to make and attract more money in your business? If so, my iHeartMoney Live program is for you. It's a 10-week program where you can jump in, learn all about money mindset, how to transform the way you think about money, your relationship with money, and in turn, make more money in your business. So if you're interested, go to iHeartMoneyLive.com. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams again, back with Mariah Cause. And before the break, Mariah was telling us all about her experience living in communes and then living in a camper and creating a business from her experience and eventually becoming a, would you say, consultant, Mariah, to other businesses? Yeah. First, I was starting with a consulting and then eventually, as as I'm sure many of your, your audience realizes, you're repeating yourself. You're just giving everyone the same advice again and again. And that's when it really makes sense to package up your stuff into an online course, which is what we help people do. Amazing. And so that business that you described before the break, was that Fempreneur? Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it started being called Femtrepreneur. Femtrepreneur. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, so, and so what we do now is like working, working with people more closely to build and launch their online courses. But like I said, we only work with people in like really unique kind of small industries and we don't work with other marketers, which I think kind of sets us apart a little bit. (laughs) I agree. So I want to talk about all that and break it down. And I'm not sure if you know, but a few years ago, maybe about a year and a half, actually, I went through this whole period of time where I realized I actually wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And I had built I Heart My Life, you know, it was a seven figure business. And from the outside looking in, I felt like, you know, everyone would think I was happy, but I was at a conference and the leader of the conference asked everyone to think about, you know, what made them happy and if they're currently experiencing happiness. And I literally asked myself that question and the answer was, no, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And I was so embarrassed by that, but at the same time, really curious. And I had thought when I got to a certain point, the point where I was at at that moment, I would be happy. 
And that really took me on a journey of self-love and a bunch of other things. But I know that you've also experienced something a little bit similar. So I'd love for you to share whatever you're happy sharing regarding that time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. I feel like I've been through multiple periods of like, so I, just so everyone knows, and I'm open about this and it's such an important topic to be open about and talk about, but I struggle with anxiety, depression, and obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, and a lot of people will be like, Oh, Mariah, it's so inspiring how you've built your business despite all your challenges. And it's like very like patronizing. And I'll be like, no, like I'm pretty sure I was able to build this business specifically because I have those issues, you know, (laughs) because like when I was designing my online business, I was like, I need something that doesn't really, I need something that I always call it Mariah proof. Like I need a business model that's Mariah proof. Like I can't really be coaching and consulting and like I can't get on calls with people. I can't really talk to people all day. Like what if I'm in a horrible bout of depression and I can't even get out of bed? Like I need, I need something that's going to work even when I can't, you know, I need something that's going to work even if I'm totally not present at that moment, um, which is really why I went down that path of like create, you know, it seemed like such a great, a great business model. And it is <laughs> um, because our business has continued to grow and thrive, you know, into well into seven figures because like, because of, even though I have these quote unquote problems, but like, because I specifically designed it to be like, what if I had, what if I'm not very functional for three months out of the year? (laughs) Um, and some people will be like, Oh, I want to design my business so I can go on vacation for three months or so that I can just do no work. And I'm like, yeah, I just have to do, I just have no choice. (laughs) I just have to design it that way. Um, so, so yeah, it's definitely like in terms of, those ups and downs. I've definitely had them multiple times, but I specifically remember. Um, and I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of our peers who have gotten their businesses to that million dollar mark. And it seems like when you get there, it's going to be this like amazing celebration. And like all of a sudden your life is going to be so easy and you never have to worry again. And you're going to be like in this cool club (laughs) and you just think it's going to be the best. And then really myself and and you and everyone I've talked to is just like, you get to that point and then you're just like, well, that's sad. (laughs) You just feel empty and sad. Um, Possibly because you worked so hard to get there and then you thought that like it was going to make you feel a sense of worthiness about yourself and then you realize that you still struggle with self-esteem or you still like, why don't I feel worthy still? Right. Why do I still feel like crap? <laughs> why do I still have depression? I thought the million dollars was going to cure my depression. <laughs> like, and then yeah. you realize that they're just not like, that sounds crazy now, but you're like, at, a, at the time you're like, oh, I won't have to worry about things. Like this is going to cure my anxiety if I yeah. get to a million dollars. Cause I won't have to worry. But then it's like the opposite of that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do experience that, but they don't talk much about it. And so, you know, one of the first times I shared this, I had a call with one of my coaches who I specifically hired for self-love work. I didn't know that was why I was hiring, but it turned into that. And he was like, you just need to get on video. You need to tell people what you're going through. And I ended up crying on this video. And it was my, to this day, most shared video, most liked video, most comments. And I never realized, you know, how many people would be 
um, I don't know if, if refreshing is the right word, but would find yeah. it, you know, endearing and, and really be able to relate to it because regardless yeah. of the stage, we all have those feelings and we all think, well, once we get the next thing or we hit the next milestone, everything's going to be better. And that's really not the case. And we yeah. can't like wait to hit those milestones to really give to ourselves and figure out, you know, what is going on? What really makes me happy? What is my purpose? And what is going to bring me that joy that I'm craving? Totally. And like, I love, I love that video that you're talking about where you talked about that and you were crying. I think so before I had seen that video, I knew about you, but I didn't know you personally. But I remember thinking, well, I don't know if I would, you know, I don't know if I would get along with her because her life is really like well put together and mine is (laughs) not. (laughs) And I was just, I remember thinking like, wow, Emily is like, and I think it's like, wow, your life looks really perfect. Like, look at your beautiful, like, everything is beautiful. Everything looks fun. You've got your shit together. And I was like, I definitely don't. And I don't know like how we would get along. And then I saw that, and this was a super long time ago. And then I saw that video and I was immediately like, Oh my God, I love her. Of course, like we would be best friends (laughs) if, and when we meet, we're going to be best friends, which now years later is great. But like, it's definitely like, I, I think it's so important to share that. And it, it creates this other, I know that whenever I, first shared the first time I shared about my depression with my audience it was the same thing it was like this wave of support and then last year oh my gosh it's like kind of scary to even think about it because it was such a dark time last year I had um and you know the first time when we first hit seven figures you know in 2016 I was like I experienced that depression it lasted um a little while and then I was kind of like just trying to get back on it. Um, but then last year in 2017, you basically, it's like your whole life is just clouded by this, you know, dark cloud. But, but last year there was a very specific time, um, where it just got so bad and so unmanageable. I couldn't even function. I couldn't just, I mean, it's hard to describe for people who don't, um, like some, some people who don't, have it they're like I don't get it like you just you know think positively and like go and do do your work and I'm like I can't so last year there was this period of like eight whole months where I didn't work and I just took a sabbatical and I don't think anyone even thank god for my amazing team I don't think anyone even knew that I was totally gone like I was not working I was not touching anything in the business we were still generating, you know, six figures a month. Great. Um, my team was on it. Um, they were actually still, they were releasing old content I'd written before and they were like pushing it out every week. So it looked like we were like still making content. (laughs) Yeah. And behind the scenes, I was just going to therapy multiple times per week, trying to like not want, I was definitely in the place of like, I'm ready to just shut it all down, burn it to the ground and go back to just being a farmer. I just wanted to be a farmer. <laughs> what and do you think triggered that? It was a combination of things. Um, and I actually, I can't really talk about them. Um, yeah. just, just for logistical reasons. Um, but it was a combination of things and it felt like, I know I've told you this before. It just felt like the universe was like taking a shit all over me and was like everything that could possibly go wrong. Let's make sure it all goes wrong at the same time and let's make it really hard and painful. And you're going to question like everything, basically an existential threat to myself and my business. 
both at the same time. Yeah. And it's hard to even function when you're like, is this thing that I work so hard to build, is it even going to exist in two months? I don't mm. know. I truly didn't know if it was going to exist. Yeah. And so for reasons that felt so outside of my control and there was a period of time when I was, I kept thinking, why is this happening to me? Why is this? Why me? Why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? Why is all this shit being poured all over me? Like, what is happening? And I think that this is such a hard lesson to learn. And if you're ever in that position, you're going to be like, fuck this. I don't, this isn't, there's no lesson here. This just sucks. Yeah. But honestly, truly, after coming out the other side of those eight months of like the worst depression of my life, just wanting to truly just not be around anymore and deal with anything, it was like, I can now look back and see that happened for me, which I think is such a powerful lesson and so hard to to truly feel that any that you know the universe is on your side or whatever. Right. Um, but like now looking back, I can truly see that it happened for a reason and it happened for me because through that pain and through like we went through this whole thing where I was desperately clinging on to parts of my business that were very profitable, but that weren't truly aligned with like what my heart needed to be doing um, and not working in the way that like it allows me to express in the best way that I can. And so that that terrible situation ended up giving us like the reason and really like this just the universe giving this huge unignore you can't ignore it just this kick in the pants to be like you have to change something and we ended up like drastically changing our business drastically rearranging and restructuring everything and it's the best thing we've ever done but I literally had it had to get to the point where I had no other choice in order for me to take such a big scary leap towards the thing that I truly am meant to be doing um and so whenever people feel like they're whenever people come to me and they feel like they're in like nothing's working why does it feel like everything is a struggle this is all shit you know I'm like there it's telling you it's like giving you a sign that you like have to you have to let go of the thing that feels really safe and the thing that feels like it's like the smart logical thing to do you have to like what is it asking you to like let go of and leap into the next bigger thing even though it's really scary Totally. And I see this in my own life and with my clients as well. Like you just pointed out for everyone listening, the universe is guiding you and things are happening for you, not to you. And yeah. when you start to make that differentiation and see life in that way, you can get so much clearer about your next steps. And it becomes less scary when you trust that all this is happening for a reason and that you are being guided. And sometimes we are kind of like forced until yeah. we really get it. Totally. It's like, it's just going to keep happening until you like change, <laughs> until you change what you're supposed to be changing, whatever that is for you. And so after that whole period, like at the end of last year, I, um, sent an email to my email list and I hadn't sent the, like I said, I had not, I had not interacted myself. We had, there was content happening and being repurposed or whatever, but I had not interacted with my audience for more than eight months and I was so scared to come back and be like, Hey guys, sorry. Like I didn't know how they were going to react. So I sent the most like terrifyingly honest email. And I'm not just saying like, Oh, I was so, I'm not just being like, Oh, I was so vulnerable and authentic. Like, no, I just, it was the, maybe one of the first times I was genuinely like scared to like sh overshare or like really go there or like, 
I was ashamed because I was like, I kind of left you guys without any great content and email. You know, I didn't, wasn't sending you guys emails. I wasn't live streaming for eight months. Like where the fuck did I go? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I sent this email and I call, I don't know how else to describe depression other than it feels like you're just trying to walk through a thick black jelly. Like every like step is like extremely painful and like feels like your whole world is just in slow motion, but also like really terrible and dark. And like, I don't know, it just yeah. feels like you're trying to walk through thick black jelly and you can't. Um, and so I sent an email just explaining where I had been and just trying to dealing with that stuff and, you know, doing a lot of healing. Like I said, I was, I, I had never gone to therapy before. And then I all of a sudden was in therapy like multiple times per week to try to, um, address some of these issues and for the first time really. And, um, I just shared all that. And then, and then the response was like, so supportive. It was like, take your time. I think the biggest thing I needed to hear was people just being like, take your time. Even if you have to still be on sabbatical for another year, we'll be here when you get back. Like we're wow. going to, we're going to be here for you when you're ready to talk again. And it was so like, oh my gosh, my gratitude for the people who support me and my audience is like, I just can't, I can't even describe it in words, but just, I didn't know how much I needed to hear from them. Not, oh, well, where have you been? Or you didn't share, you didn't live stream this month at all. Or like just literally being like, take your time. Even if you take a whole nother year, like we'll be here when you get back. No worries, no rush. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize how much I needed you guys to say that. <laughs> yeah. And I think people, you know, from the outside looking in, when you are creating a successful business, it can yeah. often look like, you know, we're just doing all these things and going through the motions right. and want more and more and more. But our audience means so much to us. And there is this yeah. like fear of like, what if people don't um, understand what I'm going through or what if they I come out and I'm vulnerable and then they don't get it and they no longer resonate and then they're they're no longer you know part of right. the tribe so there all are these there's emotion a lot of emotion around your audience and what people are gonna think and react totally and I was I told Megan I was like I I'm scared this is oversharing not because I don't think it's important to like normalize mental health issues but because I was like if I say this like what if people will be like Sh I can't learn from her how can I learn from someone who has struggles with anxiety or depression right. or OCD how can I how is she really that you know is she, is she really an expert is she really smart if she has these I thought it would just create like um I don't know just that like, like I couldn't be learned from anymore because right. I was didn't have it all together damaged. or whatever yeah or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't impact the amount of people that wanted to learn from me. So that's good. That. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being so vulnerable, first of all. And I know everyone listening will resonate in some way, even if they haven't experienced the depression that you've experienced. We've all had those moments where it seems like things aren't working. And then we look back and see, you know, that was really happening for us. And we learn so much and we end up being grateful for everything that we went through. Although maybe we wish yeah. it would have happened in an easier way. Um, there is, there is gratitude there. So 
after the break, I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing now because the work you're doing is so powerful and you're one of the wisest people I know. And, and I think what really sets you apart is just, you said to me the other day, you kind of know what's working before it's even working. <laughs> you're so up to date on what's yes. happening and what's working in the world of online marketing and launches. It's just absolutely incredible. So I want to talk a little bit about that after the break. The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Glitcher News and Entertainment Network, where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams. We're back with Mariah Cause on the I Heart My Life show. And before the break, Mariah shared how she went through a period of depression last year and took about eight months off and how that led to her transitioning her business into a new type of work or a little bit of a different type of work and pivoting. Um, and this year, she has seen massive success with this pivot and this new direction. And as I said, she's one of the smartest people I know. She's really ahead of of the game when it comes to the online world and launches in particular. So I want to chat a little bit about that right now. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Mariah, so I'd love for you to share about the work you do now and in particular, tell us what is working for people in the world of online launches. Absolutely. So in terms of the way that we sort of shifted how, if, if you guys are interested in the behind the scenes, so we, we kind are. of, um, we used to sell, this was kind of a big scary thing was like we used to sell a sort of do-it-yourself course that would teach people how to create and launch their online courses um, and it was just like a program you know for like $1,500 that you could buy and do it on your own but I realized that I was really missing um, having a bigger bigger connection and bigger part of um, my clients work like everything was very much scaled up and like scalable, but it wasn't, it wasn't like connecting to my heart anymore. It wasn't like, I was like, I really want to be like working with these people. Like I want to, like, what if I worked with, you know, a smaller group of people, but we were really close and it was like every single week we were talking and they were all get, like, I was really in their businesses in a much deeper way. Um, and so that was kind of the big shift that we made was from just teaching this stuff through like a do-it-yourself type course, a self-study type course, to doing this like deep level, you know, work with a very small group of clients who we really get into the nitty gritty with them. So we're like, it's a lot of handholding. It's like a lot of helping, you know, we actually like help them write their copy and like all that kind of stuff. So it's just a lot more like high touch, I guess. And it's been the most fulfilling shift in my business ever because I definitely was getting to the point where I was like, oh yeah, like I have thousands of, of, you know, people who are more, who are in our courses, but I'm not like talking to them on a daily basis. I'm not feeling as connected as I should. So, um, it's been really awesome to reconnect in that way. And so the awesome thing about this is that with my clients all day, every day, I am getting a very clear behind the scenes look of what is working in online course launches right now, not only online course launches, but also webinars and, you know, all these different like 
marketing strategies specifically for online courses, but we ha get, we actually have all the data on what's really working, right? So it's not just based on, um, I think a lot of people are, they are like, oh, well, this is based on just my experience. My shit is not only based on my experience, but it's based on like the hundreds of clients that we work with so it's that amazing. it's based on all of their experiences and really seeing what's, what's working best. So in terms of like, um, you know, maybe how things are changing or how things have changed over the last few years, if you are in online marketing or if you have an online program or course, um, you might've noticed that like, Hey, it's harder to get people to sign up for my webinars now, or, Hey, it's harder to like get people to watch my video series during my launch, or, you know, no one's really responding or engaging with my stuff anymore. And things have definitely changed because the way that people want to interact with you has changed. And I think one of the biggest things to become aware of, and this is such a big shift for people to make is just this idea that Emily, you and I have talked about a lot of ungating your content for your launch. And so what I mean by ungating your content, and this is really what's been working for my clients more recently, um, is instead of having people, for example, when you have someone have to register on a registration page in order to even receive the link to come to a webinar, that is a barrier. That's like a barrier of entry. Um, someone has to put in their email, you know, they have to do a, jump through all these hoops in order to come to your webinar and then they have to watch the whole webinar and then maybe only, you know, a tiny percentage of people who opted in ever even get to the end and see what the hell you even sell. <laughs> um, and so, and it's the same thing with like a video series. Maybe if you have those three videos and they're behind a barrier. So you have to register to watch them and then you have to receive these certain emails in a certain order. And it's just very, um, it's very like, it's just putting up all these walls in yeah. between people actually being able to consume your content. So the thing that's been working the best recently is ungating your stuff. And what that means is just freely sharing your launch content, focusing more on how many eyeballs are watching your launch content, not on how many people opted in for something. So focusing more on, okay, if I do, you know, as a practical example, um, what our clients will do is do a webinar straight to Facebook Live. So they know, there's no registering, you don't have to sign up to come to this webinar, you just do your full webinar with slides, everything screen sharing, straight to Facebook Live. And then, not only is it totally public, and people don't have to opt in to see it, um, obviously people are on Facebook all day anyway, so then they're naturally seeing it, and it's on a platform that they're already on, instead of, oh hey, you have to click this link in this email, and it's on this, you know, stupid, webinar page, whatever. <laughs> um, it's like, it's just out there and I can watch it anytime and then I can learn about your product and then I can buy it. And you're not making it hard for me to learn more about your product. And then um, we'll even take it a step further with our clients and run that webinar presentation as an ad in and of itself. So a lot of people talk about Facebook ads as oh, you gotta run Facebook ads to drive traffic to your registration page so people sign up for your webinar. Um, we don't do that. We just run, we actually run the webinar video itself that started as a live stream. We run that as an ad so that every single person in your audience sees your actual webinar and hopefully sees your offer. Um, and it just greatly increases your chances. So imagine the difference between, you know, having this, 
all these barriers between the person and the webinar in the traditional sense, it would be like maybe maybe 100 people get to actually watch the webinar to the end and actually see the offer. Whereas in our model, it's like, if you're, especially if you're running it to an ad, we've had as many as like, you know, 40,000 people see the webinar and see the offer. <laughs> so yeah, and it makes a impact. huge difference, like in a world where, I mean, from what people are saying and what we often experience, open rates for emails have gone down. And so this is a, a way to get your audience and, and even an extended audience to see all of your content. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your clients and the types of people you work with, because you mentioned at the beginning of the interview that you've really come full circle with making sure you work with unique brands and that people see a lot of success when they are one of the first in their industry. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your ideal client and the people you love working with. Yeah, totally. So we, like I said, we don't work with other marketers. Sorry, we have all the best strategies, but you can't have them. Um, <laughs> we, we only work with people who we have decided are in a, in a unique niche with a uniquely awesome opportunity. Um, and a lot of the people we work with, like I, like I said, they are usually the first or there's not a lot of other courses in their industry. Or if there are any courses, no one is really leveraging very more strategic marketing systems in order to sell them. So there's like a huge gap and this huge opportunity for them. Um, so we'll work with people like just as an example, we've worked with people who teach um, like different kinds of like very niche, like fitness, like bar. Um, and we've worked with people who do hair extension training, like how to install hair extensions. We work with people um, who do everything from like permaculture to raising chickens to like gardening and stuff like that. Um, people who teach a lot of people who teach other like classroom teachers. Um, so creating resources for classroom teachers, um, creating, I'm trying to think there's so many like, we had um, we had a client who created a course about how to audition for the orchestra, which is really specific oh, wow. and a very small, you know, very small subset of people that will ever even have that opportunity. But wildly successful course because it's the only one about that. <laughs> um, and we've just seen so much. We've seen that the more specific um, people can be, the more the more success they're gonna they're gonna see, and um, I my whole thing is that <laughs> you think you would think, and people always have this excuse that like oh you can only make money selling other people how to make money courses, right? Or like you can only make money teaching people how to make money, and we have just seen that wrong again and again and again. But like the reason you don't know that is because like those people who are selling like the like Bible instruction course aren't turning around and like talking about their, you know, income reports. Right. <laughs> but, but those are truly the most successful people. I'm oh, not even joking. So like, yeah, the people, the people who are doing things in those more specific industries, like, um, you know, we have work with a ton of artists. So we work with a lot of like watercolor artists. Um, we actually have like multiple watercolor artists, um, that we're working with right now to create yeah. really, um, really large. And like we had like someone create a watercolor course that brought in um, $89,000 on the first launch. Like wow. that is, but like you wouldn't think that watercolor as a hobby, like literally just teaching watercolor techniques as a hobby is going to be that successful. But like everyone just has this wrong idea that trying to teach hobby things are not going to make money when truly they are. 
So I'd love to know, you've been an entrepreneur for, for so long now. What would you tell yourself back when you bought that first camper? Hmm. Um, this is really hard, and I still don't take this advice, but I actively try to remind myself that it's actually not a race. And in terms of like that feeling of like getting to seven figures and being like, oh, is this it? Like there's, it's not a race. And actually the faster you achieve things, the more you kind of just lose perspective. And like, I, it's not that I don't want, I still, I still do this. I still move too fast and, you know, achieve things too fast and then never take time to celebrate or whatever, which you're so good at reminding me about. <laughs> um, but there's. I just feel like I thought that it was a race to seven and then a race to, you know, multiple seven and then a race to, to eight. And I just thought it was like a race to get to all those milestones. And now I just realized that I really want to do it the right way and the like sustainable way. <laughs> and it's not a race. And like, if you don't hit that goal, if you don't become a multimillion dollar business in like your first month of opening your business, then like, you're not a failure. Like, it's just, it's not truly not a race. And sometimes I'll look back and be like, huh, I wonder if like, we should have taken more time there or yeah. like, I mean, everything works out in the end, but I do think that just reminding yourself that it's truly not a race. Cause once you win that race that you were running, it doesn't end. You're just like, okay, next What's day, next? I gotta wake up and yeah. do more. Yeah. Yeah. I had a coach tell me once that I was showing up like I had four months left to live. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> James even says that to me sometimes. He's like, you're acting like you're dying or it's about to end tomorrow. Like, what is what is that about? And I think we do have that feeling like, you know, it needs to happen t like yesterday. And yeah. part I think I always think there's a duality, though, for everything. And so obviously, there's a lot of um, ways in which that can be harmful. But there's also a lot of positives on the flip side, because it does lead like you implement so quickly, and I'm the same. And you're able to also move on when things don't work and try something that does. And so there's both sides of the coin there. So one of my favorite questions to ask my guests is one I told you I was going to ask you. <laughs> you referenced it already. I'd love to know how you'd recommend people create a life better than their dreams. Hmm. Um, how to create a life better than your dreams. Um, I definitely, I just approach everything with no expectations. And so, like I said before, I didn't, it, it didn't, try to create this business. I didn't expect to create this business. I did not think of myself as someone who was, you know, smart and I definitely work hard, but I didn't think I was like smart enough or organized enough or whatever to be able to actually, like, even now I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God, like, I feel like, where's the adult that's going to come in and like, tell me how to do stuff. <laughs> Luckily we have Alex. He's our adult. Um, but I'm always that's one like, one of our Who? coaches for everyone. Listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, he's the adult because like, I don't know. I'm always just like, how do I figure this out? But, um, to me, creating something better than your dreams is like not having, um, you know, an expectation that you're constantly falling short of, but just rem remembering to be grateful and to be humble and to like be just so grateful for what you already have is truly what's going to help you like get to the next level. It sounds kind of silly, but um, I do believe that just having like being happy where you are while still being able to see the future has been a powerful thing to be able to hold both visions at the same time. Um, and then just taking that one foot in front of the other and just being like, well, if I just take one step, <laughs> then I'm going to get there. 
I love that. A lot of people I find think that if they're grateful for the present moment and living a present life, and that means that they're not hungry or they're not setting right. goals, but you can have both at the same time. And so I love mm -hmm. that you shared that. And then this element of one foot in front of the other, because you didn't realize all of this was going to happen. And oh. although we're both big dreamers and we do have goals, um, it, it really is one foot in front of the other every single day. And, and that path and that journey unfolds. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. So what's next for your company? What are you most excited about? Um, most excited about doing more in person. So just following that path of like this year, we wanted to work with people really closely in small groups and we're doing that, um, doing more in-person stuff. So like creating uh, a live event and really working with our clients at more retreats and things like that. Um, we have some other big plans, but they're super long-term and super big. So you guys are going to have to just stay tuned for updates about that type of thing, but really just trying, really getting excited about just that connection that I yeah. think we all, all are craving. So just actually, if you feel that, like make it happen, it's worth it to like get your clients in a room together. Mm. And where can people find you online? You guys can find me at workwithmariah.com. So if you come to workwithmariah.com, um, you can come and see what I do and you can apply to work with me there. And yeah, we can hang out there. <laughs> or you can just find me on Facebook at Mariah Cause and that's probably the easiest. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much, Mariah. It's been amazing spending this time with you. Thank you so much, Emily. You are, I'm so grateful for you and thank you so much for having me on your show. You're welcome. And to all the I Heart My Lifers out there, remember you too can create a life better than your dreams. As Mariah said, anything is possible. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other and just get started. So until next time, I'm Emily Williams, and I'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the I Heart My Life show. Bye.